Like, yeah. I'm on the balcony. You bitches below. Fuck what you heard, we so wide if you find bring your ass at the door. Yeah, I'm on the balcony. You know that we litty too. I take a sip and go straight to the kidney. It's windy on top like the tippy dope. Yes, you are listening to Zachary Jordan Scared Yet. What's yes. poppin'? What's good? New friend to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yo, this is like a completely... Looking at you, I wouldn't think that this was you rapping right That's now. That's good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that... I, and... Salt Lake City product. This Salt Lake City? This doesn't sound like Salt He's Lake City. He's also a Harvard student, too. What? Hold up. He yeah. doesn't like everybody hates Chris a little bit. Hey, I want I'm not mad at that. All right, so multi-talented Zachary Jordan stopping by the show. Uh, for everyone who's not really familiar with you, Mr. Salt Lake City product, yes. tell us everything you have going on right now, who you are, what projects you're working on. Yeah, my name's Zachary Jordan. Um... Musician, producer, that's kind of what you're hearing now. I uh, I act when I can and get the get the jobs to. And oh, did you act or did you act? Ooh, good, good question. Good question. No, I act. So, part you, so we won't find you in like the next Boys in the Hood no, or yeah. like I mean, part seven. I, right. <laughs> the return. No, I uh, turn to Ricky. <laughs> exactly. No, no. And uh, I'm just the the biggest sports fan in the world, so I was happy to. Get introduced here. He's a journalist. He's a student of the U. He was a member of the Gray Squad for the women's basketball team Gray for squad. what a half a decade. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasha. So thanks for you know I've connecting. I've known Sasha. For yeah, us. we were students together, peers. Yeah. What years yeah. now? He looks like he's 19, Sasha. I know. Like I said, I was a return student. <laughs> <laughs> I was the old man in the classroom. <laughs> so how did you guys connect? We like, st- how did you guys become friends? We were students in Craig Worth's class, yep. uh, Broadcast Hall of Famer Craig Worth. Mm-hmm. Yep, up at the U and Newsbreak class. And uh, and then we, I think like the, were you, you were part of KU, right? Yeah, we were KU um, alums. He was one of the kids that got us in trouble with uh, yes. the athletic department at the University of Utah. Yes, because I was. You had were, nothing to do with they that? They were doing a remote morning show at, at the student union in the quad Telling 200 kids that Coach Whittingham should be fired. Absolutely. Oh. We were, oh. we were, we were in it. Where was I? What year was this? Right? It's 2012, I oh, think. Oh, this is before yeah. I got here. 12? Wait a minute. We were going in. We were going in All hard. right, so why? At that time, oh, can you remember back at that time? I had I had two people in particular who were. Is this I was, when Travis Wilson was there? It or, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Okay. The old draft name. Oh, it yeah. was. I, I got it. Oh, now it all makes sense. No, it was perfect. I was a sports director at the time, and it was it was my show, and I, I had my two good friends, Nate and Josh Cordova, brothers that just, I mean, popped off as heavy as they could. And it was really just, you could, he couldn't get it done. Whittingham couldn't get it done when it mattered. He always was a, he was an eight and four coach, you know? And he, he was, still is. And he still is. It's yeah. not going to change. It was yeah, oof, yeah. They weren't happy with us, and so the athletic department came back on us and said, "You can't interview student players. You can't have. You, we're revoking your press credentials for all the football and basketball games and gymnastics." And it, and I had just started working for the Pac-12 Network, so I was like this the liaison between this. It was salty. Just and a headache. It made me angry and it hurt my feelings. Perfect word. You know salty. what? Somebody's got to have the b a l l s is. To Z. do something, B A L L Z's, B A L L Z's. There you go. You know, to stand up and 
you know, not everybody can well, agree with everything that's going on. There's a sickness in Salt Lake media of coddling um, I said that since programs. I've gotten here. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, it happens professionally with 1280 The Zone and them being the flagship of the jazz. Mm-hmm. You hear it all the time with Hans and Scotty and Spence Checkets. You hear it with Gunther and those guys with the U. It's just, it's pervasive. It's if you listen to AM Sports Radio in Provo, it's they're so homerish with BYU. Yeah. And you see it in the Tribune. You see it in local media. Because if Dana Green goes off about something that Coach K is doing, it's going to build an adversarial relationship between them. And It's a very sensitive topic. I got talked to when I was doing our sports show. Because I said something about the Jazz, but I had a I had a legitimate argument yeah. about why they were not going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, it was Kobe's last year, you know, Kobe's retirement game, and they had to play the Lakers. And if the Rockets won before them, then they weren't going to be, you know, they, they already knew that they weren't going to the playoffs. So the Rockets and the Jazz are fighting for that eighth seed. And I said, you guys really think Kobe's going to lose on his last game? And I just laid out my argument, and then, and then the show, six. yeah, the show was over, <laughs> and then it was like, Brittany, you can't do that, and I'm like, do what? And it's like, no, you can't go against the Jazz. I'm like, nah, but I laid out a solid argument. I'm, I'm not just saying it because I'm a Laker fan. I'm, I'm laying out a solid argument with facts to back up, you know, what I believe. Man, and it's you can't go against them. Listen to me. If you go to Memphis right now, turn into any radio station, anything. They are trying to move 18 moving trucks to Tubby yep. Smith's house to get him out as a basketball coach and get Penny Hardaway in there. Like, they can't get him out of there fast enough. Everybody, fans, news, media, radio, everybody. Even in big cities like New York. New York's the same way. L.A.'s the same I'm a, way. I'm a giant Philly fan. Right. All Philly sports. And right. it's just, I mean, you have one you have a bad game, and it's like, uh oh, he's on the go. block. Yeah, I have to move this guy. So yeah, he I'm tiptoeing the next morning right? in the locker room, like, but see, still here? that's what I think we need more of here in media. We need more of holding people accountable. We don't. I don't want to just hear, oh, the Jazz are great, the University of Utah is great, blah blah blah. No, let's really, you know, get into it and pick apart what they're doing wrong, what they are doing right, what can improve, and let's kind of have a, not an argument back and forth, but, you know, just some dialogue back dialogue, and forth. Yeah. That might be yeah. the Utah culture, though, as long as you're not losing or have a losing record. Well, it's a beehive city, and it's uh, the narcissism in this city for jobs, for careers, for moving up. It's almost like if you want a great-paying job in this city, not only do you have to be LDS, you got to be a white male, and you have to know somebody in the company to... Right continually move up and I, I see it everywhere mm-hmm. like i'm not sure i'm lying when i say that but that's how it feels to me as a non-ld oh, i know you're kid. not lying. you gotta yeah. know I've somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody yeah. yeah and you have to be sort somewhat upstanding if you're of right if you have any melanin <laughs> i'll say Wakanda forever. <laughs> and they like you to be quiet you yeah. know one yeah. of the reasons why I'm an anomaly in media in this market is because I don't have a filter and I, I'll tell a news director if they're wrong. I'll tell my bosses if they're wrong. And most often people won't do that. So well, that's oh, why you don't see change. me at jazz games yeah. anymore because uh, <laughs> I've opened my mouth too much. <laughs> yeah. My past has been revoked. <laughs> so more about you. How did you get into music um, broadcast? What, yeah. how did all this kind of mix together for you acting? Yeah. So I, uh, 
I wrote a song as a senior in high school that couldn't have been worse. It was uh, it was called Bootay. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Why did you send that to us? Right, though? I'm ashamed the fact that 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 is now public record. Do you still have it? I I have it on one iPod. We can't hear it today? I I don't even have the iPod charge. I have it like in storage. Bootay. Bootay. It's it's that bad. How did you spell it? B-O-O-T-A-Y. Exactly how it sounds. Almost like Bootay. Exactly. And it was just terrible. I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I got to the U. Um, had my dorm room, dorm room open one day and I was like, I was looking through beats. I wasn't producing at the time. And this guy from down the hall came over and his name was Nate Cordova. He's one of the, one of the guys I was talking about almost kicked off, got, got, got us with the, the bad media at the U. And, uh, he was like, you make music too. I make music. Let's do something. And we were part of this group for a while. Didn't really go anywhere. And then about a year and a half, two years ago, I, uh, just want to do my own thing. Wait a minute! You don't tell me the, the group was called New School. The group right? was called New School, and it did go places, and it had a big audience in what New Zealand. It did, yeah. It had, what? It had, it what? Had yes. Odd foreign Are audience. any of you guys from New Zealand? No, absolutely not. They're from Sacramento. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was super odd. We, I mean, we had we had a good little good little run for sure. It just. One of those things that didn't work out, but yeah, New Zealand was a good little. Yeah. Did you guys ever go on tour? In New we Zealand? never did. No, no New Zealand chick. I feel, like, I feel like if we went on tour anywhere, New Zealand, it would have been. I mean, we'd have headlined wherever we went. <laughs> I'm the only place. Everywhere else, we'd been on the. We'd opened. Did but you no. get any DMs from anyone in New no, Zealand? No, no like, DMs. Oh my god, come out here! It we was, can't wait to it, see you. It's so funny. There's like, no, none of that took place with with our music. Even now with music, which I'm I'm cool with. I don't. I feel like a lot of people do it for the wrong reasons. I do it just because I really, really genuinely love creating something new. Um, it's something that I want to hear. And if other people want to hear it, that's great. But I really want to hear. And it's not like I want to hear myself. I just want to hear, you know, the music I make. Um, but when I like, when we started music and we started new school and stuff, I think there was this whole expectation that like, oh, with it would come, you know, like parties or, or whatever, some kind of culture. Yeah. And, and it was the opposite of that. It was none of that at all. And, and it might just be, you know, being in Utah. But it, it is funny to hear, like, people talk about that because there just was none of, none of that that took place. Every time I look at you, I just keep thinking, Boutte. Right? I just wanna... every, time, every time I walk past a mirror, I think Boutte. So you're not alone. That's bad. No, I got to hear the song. Sasha. That's got to be our thing. We got to find this song. Oh, my God. Because I know he's so not going to send it to us. <laughs> what about acting? Acting was, is super random. Um, I went to a, an, an agency when I was 20. I remember being in high school and, and telling my mom, I was like, I feel like I could do do that someday. And I went to an agency randomly when I was 20 and asked if I could audition. They weren't having, like, open calls or anything, but I was black. So that helped. And uh, and I was in Utah. And you always they're always looking for people of color, so... They're like, sure, go for it. And I, I got signed by them. And then nothing really happened until this past January 2017. Uh, LeBron, anybody see that baby commercial with LeBron James? Where, like, uh-huh. his face turns into, like, a baby face? They, sh- they aired it during the, um, during the Super Bowl? During the NCAA tournament. Oh, missed that one. So, uh-huh. anyway, he came into town, and, and they needed basketball players for the commercial. And so I was, I auditioned for it, got on, and I'm like on the bench in that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> and then uh, this movie, Hereditary, that opened at Sundance this past year, like just recently, getting really good reviews. Um, it was my first speaking role in like a movie. 
which was cool. cool. And fun fact, I was the only black person to speak in the movie. So I feel like that's like. <laughs> yeah. Like, You're like, y'all sit back. Right? Like, I, I'm here. I, I'm representing us. Man, it's, it's not a big role or anything, but I mean, I, I said something. So you represented I, was, all was, of us. Right. It was I positive. <laughs> you know? They didn't choose you to talk. You be quiet. It was great. It was super great. So yeah. Know your no, place. Acting is something I really enjoy and, and definitely something I want to pursue more, you know. What forward. kind of roles do you see yourself pursuing? You know what? I've never actually gotten asked that. Um, I would love to go down the, the drama area. I feel like I could portray um, somebody that that is somebody that has a goal really well, um, whether it be, you know, something like angry, sad, happy. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't feel like I'm much of a villain, but maybe. So you don't want to be the perpetual I know right I just want to be that stereotype yeah and that's the other thing like some guys I've seen like eight basketball movies for real yeah. it's so true yeah and like I fit that mold for sure but I do I mean I I I, uh, I think if I can if I can do my best to you know get out of that that lane then that would be that would be great so you have a degree in journalism you're working on a master's in journalism yes sir you work in a newsroom why aren't you reporter why aren't no. you going head to head with Brittany in the morning? Brittany in the- <laughs> yeah. Hey. hey, I'd shut you down. I'd be like, <laughs> you know I'd run your news car over. I'd be like, nah, player, you ain't getting to this. Only one black person. That's amazing. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I feel like right now I'm good. I feel like I, a lot of the stuff I do in life like is very in front of stuff, like in uh-huh. front of the scene. You know what I mean? Or like in front of, it's not even a camera because in acting, I guess it's a camera, but with, with, with music, it's, you know, you hear me or, like, you hear a, a beat I make. But I kind of like, I don't know. And I you've like, written for Bleacher Report. And yeah, I wrote for Bleacher places. Report for yeah. three years. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just I just really, I like the, I can kind of do my own thing editing-wise and, and, and let some others take control while I focus. That's the other beautiful thing. I work from, like, 3 in the morning to 1230 in the afternoon. You work that shift, too? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, yep. So you. there's no resentment when you're cutting off the first two and a half minutes of a story because the reporter's butchered or trying to put their makeup on or lights aren't working right. Take there's nine. No, yeah, huh? there's. <laughs> Wait, I don't. I don't. That's take I twelve for it. Brit. Yeah, because <laughs> it's live. We just going. I make shoot. Oh yeah, tomorrow morning. Join me two thirty in the morning on Facebook. We're doing Makeup Mondays on my Facebook page. Hey, two thirty. Yes, yes two thirty a.m. I'll like we it. said, we start work at three. I'll catch it on the replay. So that's when you have all the drunks watching, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's still a, the night shift. A couple of them slid into the DMs like, "Hold up, old man, <laughs> don't want you." But anyway, sorry. But so you oh, don't no, have resentment when you're in your editing bay, seeing these people make mistakes, and you know your talents and your abilities. And no, I really don't. And I think hmm. it's just because I have so much. Like it's, I'm lucky. My station lets me bring my laptop to work, hmm. and and I, I kind of pound my, my workout as fast as I can. And then I honestly, I just work on music or I write. Like, I'm working on a screenplay right now. So I write that. And I think that's, that's really good for me. It gives me a chance to work on my thing at work, yeah. which a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do. You're at KSL, you know? right? Uh, KUTV. KUTV? Channel two, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's probably, probably the reason why. I do feel like, though, um, you know, if, if, if journalism is where I end up in life, mm-hmm. I'm going to want to, you know, move, move toward the direction you're talking about, whether Being it be reporting, an anchor, so. yeah, something like that. So yeah, anchor. When you were cutting film <laughs> yeah. at the U, like, did you ever have an aspiration of coaching? Oh, my goodness, absolutely. Love. Basketball is my heart till the end. I, uh, and that's something I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever mind going back into. It was hard. I, I had to stop doing it because 
my degree is it's online through a school back east right. and the demand of like I can't travel in season. So I was working at the University of Utah with the women's basketball team and I couldn't travel in season to go to school and, you know, double task it all. Um, and they don't pay a lot. You don't get student credit hours. Like nope. there's it was it was a lot of it was voluntary. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, we were talking about how we knew Matt Ligurski from the old staff and yeah, he's incredible and and, I, and that, it's like the connections I feel like are, are really crucial. I know a lot of people in the in women's basketball world now. So if that's something I wanted to go to, you know, two, three years from now, I, I, I wouldn't hesitate at all. But but I feel I don't know. I, I feel like coaching is coaching might be the, the very top of it. Are you too nice of a guy to coach? No, no. Nope, I will quickly say no to that. I am a, <laughs> uh, I am a, any of my former players. I coached at Juan Diego mm-hmm. High School for the three years. And um, I was a JV, JV head coach and varsity assistant. And um, any of my kids will tell you that I am I was the hardest coach there easily. But just as hard as I was, I was equally, you know, supporting. I think that's the, the key. And I think the majority of coaches who, who just let loose on kids or their players, I think the reason they fail so much is because they're not giving the enforcement they need to when, when, the, when the, the kids do well. Um, and I think that coaches who are too nice – fail because they're not riding the kids when it's time to so so yesterday's basketball game university of utah utes versus usc yeah uh, about five minutes into the first quarter there's a timeout the utes have a player named beal he the coach k was yelling at him beal went back at coach coach walked into beal like front stepping into him and tore him a new one and you could see beal being like F this and kind of turned his head. His disposition changed. He went from from being an A caliber guy to head down, and I'm a, I'm ghosting. You think that's appropriate for a coach to come at a student athlete like that? You know what? I um, it's so student dependent. So I had this kid uh, at Juan Diego as a freshman. He's so he's a little five foot seven Asian mm-hmm. point guard, right? And they don't get much many looks you know in basketball yeah. like you, you just you, you a lot of people pass them by and our varsity coach was doing the same thing and I just remember seeing him and being like this this kid's kind of got got the juice and and so I played him at my on my level sure enough like six weeks in once we got his confidence going he was averaging 20 plus for me and my whole con my whole goal with him was to get him to college mm. at some level get him to to college and um he in particular played exactly like like his mind was a lot like mine when I played in terms of like I I, I need somebody to, to obviously not not fight me or, or things like that but like challenge me as as tough tough as like as hard as you could um and I was the same way with him I was incredibly direct very straightforward and he knew though at the same time he knew that I didn't trust anybody more than him so for example if 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 coach K you know if him and Gabe have that or Beeler have that you know relationship then I think it's completely okay and, and good to do uh the problem becomes when you don't have the relationship with the kid and you treat you coach all the kids the same way there's a there's a and that happens way more than there's a reason coaches get fired every year and that's another thing you just touched on that I wanted to follow up with you it's all about the relationship Everything. and a lot of times you know we don't know what the relationship is between coach K and Gabe Beeler right. or his other plays like you said if it's there then it's okay because you know you want somebody to challenge you yep. as a coach if you have that relationship uh you know what you can say to a player player you know what you can say to your coach yeah and everyone's relationship is different so as yeah. a sideline watcher then 
I have a responsibility in being careful on my judgment towards Coach K then. As in, I can't be like, man, he throws temper tantrums. He's a hard ass. I should then reflect on myself and say, well, well, they have a relationship and maybe Coach K is being asked to coach me this way. To me, yeah, because you're spending how many hours, you know, That's with the these thing. kids or with these teens, with these adults, with these adult men, women. Right. You're spending countless hours with them. Is anybody here familiar with uh, Alex Austin Yep. in Utah? Yeah, so A train, A train, right? So that's who I played for. I played for him, and um, he has a reputation nationally. You go to any tournament, and like, is this an AAU? It's coach? an AAU yeah. coach. Yeah, you go to a, you go to any tournament nationally, and like Ike Austin's brother, Ike Austin's brother. Yeah, you play yeah. for the Jazz, and his son is Isaiah Austin, who had the eye uh, issue, and then he had the heart, heart yeah. Marfan syndrome at Baylor at Baylor basketball. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. It was like okay. 2014 draft. Anyway, um. So you go to any national tournament and like teams will will stay to watch him coach. The crowd will just to laugh at him because he's so out of control and like he'll he'll kick holes in garbage cans. Um, <laughs> There's this one time I didn't step in to take a charge because I didn't want to get banged on in the lane. Yeah. And uh, he called a timeout, met me at the free throw line, told me to sit. I mean, I remember Tom Izzo is in the gym at, at Michigan State. <laughs> I'll never forget this. And I mean. We're playing a, a ridiculous team in California, and during the timeout, told me to go sit over in the corner. I'll never play for him again. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And so I go, I go and see you at right? I, for real though. And we're in Vegas, and I'm, I go sit in the corner, Ooh. and I'm like, okay, that's the end, end of that run. And and like four minutes later, he looks at me, just straight in the eyes, and goes, "Figure it out." And I'm like, "Yep." And he puts me back in. And him. He's he's like he's the kind of person that you watch and say you don't know much about. You watch from the sideline and you're like, this guy's an absolute clown. Yeah, like he he is. That would have been my thought, right? He's out of control and he doesn't he doesn't know how to handle emotions. Whereas, for me, he he became like what what people aren't seeing on the side is how big of a father figure he was for me. You know, um, when I didn't have that really, and then. All the hours and, and, and everything, you, like you're talking about, all the time you spend outside of the court even, traveling to the tournaments and, and staying in the houses and the hotels together. And then he's putting all of this trust in you and all this, you feel this responsibility towards him too. It's not like, I just feel like I'm, I'm getting picked on at all. That's my personality though. Some kids just can't handle it and, and, and aren't good at aren't taking that. And that's where you have to know the relationships mm-hmm. and know how to work with specific people but but he's the perfect example of somebody in utah that anybody could go see really here in utah at any time and and would it, it's easy to judge yeah. him him in particular i i have more i have more respect for him than 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 i can say just because he 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 kind of gave me my coaching style with the twist I, i'm not as hard as he is like i won't break things but yeah. where are but, you on this cedric mr um, coach i started on that spectrum of being a jerk yeah. Okay. I, uh, oh my gosh. Cedric? Lang- language. Yeah. Language and throwing clipboards and in kids' face. And, but at the same time, like you said, I had that relationship with the kids and the parents knew because the parents you, were being in practice. Yeah. Too, yep. yeah. The parents would be in practice and the parents knew me. They knew me around my kids. Right. They knew me around their kids. So. And you never had a young kid just being like, F you, coach? 
at the same time, I was one of those coaches, like, I want a player in my face. Yeah. Like, I want you to come Show back to care. me because that lets me know that yep. you're engaged in what we're talking about and what needs to happen. Later on, after watching Elaine at the U, mm-hmm. it, I saw a whole different spectrum. Like, I think I heard her curse in two years. Right. <laughs> and she still got results. It was on the you know, the latter end of, of her coaching career. So I was there when Kaylee Whipple or Kay Whipple yeah. and uh, Morgan Warburton and uh, Haley and Mandy Munns and all those guys yep. were there uh, or girls were there. So it was, I think, the year before they went to the Final Four or Sweet 16 yeah. or something like that. So it's – it's it's. Yeah. Uh, so when you see, you know, Coach Miller for Arizona on a sideline – sweating through shirts and having micro tantrums or Coach K looking like he's about to stroke out. The players aren't making fun of them behind their backs and being like, Coach is a weirdo. No, because they see it every day. For real, yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, I think like like Coach Miller at Arizona is probably sweating because he remembered that phone call. Thanks for saying that. He's like, it's only a matter of time for the FBI yeah. to find out. But, they haven't got me yet. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> but – but no, like, like we knew as players, for example, with Coach Austin, that that people stayed to watch him go wild, and, and we knew it was only a matter of time before we would do something that that you know would make him go wild. We would talk about things he did a lot. For example, um, I drove to the lane this one time. I remember I got an and one, and I thought I made a great play. I get to the free throw line, and he yells at me from the sideline again with like twenty, thirty coaches in the crowd. Like D one big coaches, he says, "Stop looking like a wet noodle." <laughs> and I was I, I, like, it's just for me. My mom, I, my mom was in the crowd. She started laughing, and it's just, it, it's like it's hard. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the kind of that's the kind you better of, not miss that free throw, real, right? And that's the kind of thing after where I was like, and I take with me to this day. I I love. I think it's hilarious that it happened. But you, you talk about that after and just how how much of a character he is. But you're right. You see it every day, mm-hmm. and it's like. You know, you know that's him, and and you know you wouldn't be. You are like I'm not watching for him to go crazy. I'm watching for, I played for for the positive things he said way more than any of the negatives, and I knew they'd come. And to me, if the coach is not on you, right, he doesn't care, care about you. Yeah. You're you're nothing. You're you're not going to be at that next level. To me, that's how it is. It's so hard too, because like I was with Elaine her last year, mm-hmm. and it was like Whipple was on the team, um, Haley was on the team. And you're so right. It's a completely different mentality, very low-key, um, not a yeller nope. at all. And But it was such a, like, what I say goes, and you know what I say. I thought America fought back a couple years ago and said no to Bobby Knight and that type of behavior. And then for a while we didn't yeah. see that behavior. And then some of the older old-school players like Coach K from the NBA started coming in, and you saw that this behaviorism start to come back. I watched Coach K yesterday hard step at a referee, a Pac-12 referee. And at the end of the game, me and a camera guy were talking because he's got a young kid about eight years old. And I go, would you want your, would you take your eight-year-old son to watch a Ute game and watch this coach hard step at an NBA referee? And he said no. And I was thinking all night last night, I was like, I don't think I'd take my 15-year-old son to watch Coach K behave like that. But see, 
for me, where I come from, that's an everyday thing. You're, it's just, that's how coaches coach. You had a lot of coaches like that, and you didn't. But you had kids in there of all ages going in to see that, and they saw that from a kid until an adult age. That That's just what it was where I'm from. Also, it's the Pac-12. It was a Pac-12 game, so I think it goes along with relationships and past histories to where yeah. they may know each other on that level or have that kind of relationship where he knows he has so much leeway to what he can and can't do or can and can't say. But there's I mean? there's got to be an accountability of this multimillionaire who's being paid by a flagship institution and five or 6,000 young kids watching him in the middle of a floor have a complete meltdown. I can, I can understand that. There's got to be... There, I can too. Here's my thing, though. I I think at the end of the day, when you're a coach, and, and I've obviously not, I haven't I haven't been a head coach at that level or anything, but I can imagine that that sure you want to look, you know, set a good a good example. And I think there's times to do that, whether it be camps during the summer, um, you know, and like you put on a good face and you act, you you hang out with the kids and enjoy their company as they enjoy yours. But I also don't. I know that those those six hundred or six thousand kids aren't paying me as a coach. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I know that regardless of how I look out here, if I get a if I get a victory next, in, if I get a W next to this game, and I get enough of them, then I'm going to be staying around, and I'm going to keep getting paid, and I'm going to keep my job. And that's that's the hardest thing about coaching. And I think that's something that um, a lot of times we forget is just that like, they 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 they're trying to like. They're getting paid millions, yes, but it's very easy to, once you lose your head coaching job, never get another one again. So is there too much pressure then for these NCAA coaches? Is that why Miller's on the phone for 3,000 hours talking about paying top athletes? Is that why USC and UNC and Duke and Michigan State and Creighton and all these other programs are under an FBI investigation for trying to be get ahead of other teams because it's got to be for TV time. It's got to be for uh, jersey sales. There's there's so much going into making a product for your program. It's not there's, just about teaching those 11 so kids. There's so much I don't understand about this because this is nothing new. Right. Like kids, I remember I always talked about Memphis and Penny, but I remember Penny driving around in one of those brand new box Maximus. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? David Vaughn driving around in a IROC Z uh, T-top Camaro. Uh, gold blinged out 501 jeans and Air Maxes and you know what I mean so none of this stuff is anything new it's just I don't know if it's people trying to deflect from what they're doing or just trying to make a name for themselves on this because this has been going on since I don't even know how long no there's always been preferential treatment with star athletes even if it's not money it's through girls or it's through yeah. preferential treatment on paper grading or it's not going to stop you're always going to find just because this FBI I'm not saying it's okay but because you have this FBI investigation going on into paying players and gifting and advances and loans blah 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 whatever the case may be someone's going to find another loophole someone's going to find another way to get done what they want to get done there's always going to be something. But is it just, is all of this, whether it's the temper tantrums, the throwing of chairs, choking of players, to buying players, is it just about competitiveness and oh, getting no. tunnel visioned? I mean, I look at Bob Knight. I look at Bob Knight, Coach K at Duke, it's the same way. He's not mm-hmm. as demonstrative, but if you ever look at some of his facial expressions, 
and like the way he says things, he's the same way. He just doesn't articulate it the right. same way. He yeah. just doesn't articulate it the same way. Or you look at I don't know if you remember Cheney from Temple. Oh. He was oh. the same way. <laughs> um so I mean it's it just depends who they decide to put the spotlight on. Tarkanian was Tark- the same yeah, way. Yeah. Tarkanian was the same way. So I mean, I think it's whether they're in a hot seat or if it's a hot story or, you know, every I believe 80% of the coaches are like that. It's starting to tone down. It's not like it used to be, like you said, with Bob Knight, as far as coaches putting their hands on kids. And, like, I heard so many stories. I had My ex-brother-in-law was a trainer when um, the Utah basketball coach, uh, Sweat. Majerus. Majerus was Ooh, there. Yeah, he used to some, tell me. There are some stories with him. He used to sure. tell me about this guy, like, pulling his zipper down and peeing in the middle of the court (laughs) like it goes on everywhere like you said it just depends on who the spotlight is on because i went to cal state northridge you're not going to see cal state northridge playing on playing on espn you know so that coach can still be doing stuff that other coaches are doing but you're not going to know about it because Mm. you're not paying attention to them Mm. so it is what it is and i want to go back to also i think it's parenting too you if you have coach k up there in a ref's face or another coach breaking clipboards or whatever the case may be i think parents have to step in and teach their kids and say hey this is not right because xyz or ask them hey what do you think about that have your kids what i want to know what your kids are thinking so as a parent ask your kids hey what were your thoughts when coach k broke that clipboard what were your thoughts when coach k stepped up to the ref and was yelling at the ref See what so they're use thinking. that as a teaching example yeah. yeah yeah and also i think it depends on the kid because when i first moved here in 2005 and started coaching aau and traveling i had all caucasian kids except for two that were mixed and i was taking them places like memphis chicago oklahoma <laughs> uh, Dallas, you know what I mean, uh, Louisiana. So they were seeing something they had never seen before and playing quicker, faster, stronger, darker, complected players. You know what I mean? So I had to get them prepared for what they were going to hear from other players because they don't, around the rest of the United States, referees aren't going to say, hey, stop that trash talking <laughs> or, hey, don't elbow or don't hold or don't pinch. Referee didn't hear nothing, didn't see nothing. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. And kids around, and that goes back to the culture here in Utah. Mm -hmm. So going back to what you guys are asking, if I ever went at a ref, nine times out of ten, I was doing it for my player psyche to let them know I was fighting for them. Exactly, yeah. Or letting the parents know that I'm still, even though I just yelled at her, I'm still going to have her back and go to the ref and be like, you know. But if you're down by six points, like what happened yesterday in the Ute game, you get a technical, the guy makes <laughs> one point, so you're up, you're down by seven, and then there's a three-pointer, you're down by ten, yeah. and then there's a fast-break steal, you're down by 11, next thing you know, you're blown out, and, then you and it's it. in a matter of 90 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Yo, I, okay, this is how fast that went. Okay, I was at the game yesterday, and I took no, I took a picture of Justin Bibbins. I went to tweet the picture. I look up, and they were down by twenty. What? I was yeah. like, no, it was that fast because yeah. I went. I, I did some color correction, but I like you know wow. I edited. I did some stuff, whatever. But it was seriously it was that in fast. Two minutes, yeah. I was like, wow. are you kidding me? I said they were just down by six. How did we get down by twenty? 
And then that's when everybody started leaving. I was like, see, that's, I just missed now, it all. I can see why Coach K. Because <laughs> 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 he was probably yeah. like, wait a minute. What just happened? And as a coach, you have to know when to turn it on, when to turn it off. Did they not have timeouts? Oh, they used them up. <laughs> I, you know, like I said, I can't tell you because uh, I literally went to tweet that picture and they were down by 20. Wow. I, it was seriously that fast. I, I was I was like, oh, hold up. I, I know it didn't take me that long. So what happened? I don't know what ha- It just it, it happened so like fast. Like I said, they were down by six. There was a technical. The kid went to do his free throws. And then yeah. there was a three. Uh, there was two turnovers and a three-pointer and a dunk. And. That's about all it and takes. And then Colette is fouling at the wrong times. I'm just like, dude, get it together. I He's don't... getting ready to go overseas. He don't care. He know they ain't going to the tournament or the NIT. Overseas. Well, my thing is. <laughs> no. He can play in like Russia, the, yeah. the third level of Australia or New Zealand. Why is he, to me, I don't want him only scoring four points in the first half. He was like a completely different Colette from first half to second half or a completely different player. I don't care player. as long as he's rebounding. He wasn't doing defense. anything. He, well, wasn't he was doing playing anything. against an NBA talent, too. That so what? Montu Step your game up. You wanted good. to go into the NBA. There's a reason why he was paid this year to play. What uh, do <laughs> you think about everyone, the Pac-12, deciding to let all the kids that were under FBI that. indictment play yesterday? Why did Miller have to sit out and Guyton? Yeah, and the kid that Mantu that was at yeah. UC, yeah, yeah. he played he yesterday. Played. He played. How um, does that work? Oh, well, he was getting it well, in. Well, the too. head coach said last night in his presser, the USC head coach that said our compliance officers and the Pac-12 compliance said that um, these kids haven't violated any rules, and then there's no proof. They and they've they're just allegations yeah, right now. You, allegedly, yeah, they're <laughs> allegations right now, and that's the same thing Coach K said yesterday. He said until somebody brings him proof. He stands behind Kyle Kuzma. What about that tweet? <laughs> what tweet? From Kuzma. About oh, him you know, being account? surprised yeah. about money oh, in his yeah. bank Oh, yeah. that was from 2014. <laughs> right. Yes. I was like, hold up. You, exactly. Yeah, he was getting more money than me in college. <laughs> Here's my guess on why people played. I think that if, I mean, you can sit the people out. That's fine, right? Problem is. And they can sue. Yeah, the problem is, is this. Is if, if, if you, if they find evidence you know, which it sounds like they have, but if they actually end up going through with everything, every game that these players have already played in is is forfeited, right, and done, and so like Louisville just lost exactly like Louisville. So so they're like they they already have all of, all they have all these wins already gone like the, that would be vacated, right. Whereas I'm gonna put all my best players in. I'm gonna put Aiton in who got a hundred thousand supposedly. You know, uh, even though his parents said he didn't. Right, exactly. Yeah. Twenty eight puts up twenty eight and eighteen. They ended up losing in overtime. But I mean, you get the victory there. They never, they never prove anything. Then, then that helps you with your seed in that sort of a tournament. And you know what I mean. So like, you taking these players out without proof, and it hurts them for the pros too because these are no. times for him to improve no. his game okay, and play wait. against competitive players. So He's question, been going in the pros since he got serious there. question for the NCAA tournament. What do you do? All because like all that's these yeah it. all these teams or do you just let all the teams that aren't named in the investigation Cal State Northridge go and yeah. play so Memphis is a one seed <laughs> yeah go and play do you just take the best Memphis of the tournament. bottom teams that weren't named in no, the investigation that's not happening Michigan or, State's in there too they bridge the miles bridge yeah, or, or whoever too. wins do you just be like does the FBI come on right after the game and be like that's ours I mean. If the FBI were real G's, <laughs> then they would shut it down before the tournament. But that's a lot of money. That's a 
ton of money. So there's no way that they're suspending people or indicting people. Or So I've got two journalists in the room. Is it inappropriate for Yahoo reporters to release uh, these findings that they had on late Thursday night, Friday? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. That's your job. Yeah. It's the public should know about that. that Even though there job, are allegations and not substantiated. They're allegations. They're allegations. They're allegations and, based on on facts but, that were found and whether whether those facts end up being substantiated and you well, know Well there hasn't been a voice recognition the, done yet. But the <laughs> the thing is that's that's the problem that we face a lot. Um I know I think it is Tony Yapius that's out here. He was um in a trial of a rape case where someone said that, you know, a woman said that he was a raped her. right? Yes. So his brother got upset, and his brother asked me at one of the NAACP conferences, he said, well, why does the news always report on things that aren't true? And I said, no, it, we report on things that, you know, if there's a police report, there's evidence there. We, are, we clearly say these are allegations. It's our job to let the public know what is going on. It's and the public you, that you take it how you take it. I'm giving it to you without my opinion. I'm giving it to you just the facts, what I know. But you know the public's going to But that's run off that's with not it. that's not my problem. I know you do I what am. you I'm do. Like, oh, yeah. He did that. yeah, you do what you do. That's not my problem. My problem is to say, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is why I think you should, you know, pay attention to it. It's important for you because and that's it. I'm not giving you my opinion on it. I'm telling you these are strictly allegations. Because if I don't, then I can get sued. So yeah, it is our job to report on anything. If there's evidence that you, the FBI is going through this, the FBI has this, 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 and this, I'm going to tell you what the FBI has. It's a giant bombshell to drop in the right before March and then right before conference play tournaments. Oh, well. You talked about it hurting, like, kids' chances or, like, pro chances and stuff like mm-hmm. that or, you know, development and stuff. But I think what hurts the kids' development more is is honestly – <laughs> a lot of them, not all of them, but going to college in the first place. Aiton, right now, had he been in the league, that man is a specimen. Yeah. He's seven one, just I mean, built as can be. He'd be he'd be putting up sixteen and eight as a rookie. You know, this year I've been following it, him for three years for on real. Slam Magazine. So you don't right. think that a lot of these players need college no. to develop? That's the thing, and, and I think I not think, all, not all, and I think a, a good. A, the majority do. Let's start. Let's start there. The majority do, but the bottom line is, there are so many kids who, over the past couple of years, who have would have been able to just skip the skip the the middle ground mm-hmm. and gone right to the league, and what that would have done for the NCAA is taken off so much pressure to pay these kids because these kids are already going after the check or going after the pro ball. Whereas if you just if they sign, that's why I, I'm a firm believer of you should be able to go to the go. Go pro if you if you're out of high school if you think you can. If you don't get drafted, well, you you run that risk. But if you do go to college, I think it should be college football minimums in terms of um, years. Yeah, years of eligibility. So like you should be there for three years. It shouldn't be one and done. That way you have a, a chance to actually develop a kid like we're talking about in college if they feel like they need the development, or a kid that is actually ready and doesn't need to to spend a year at a level where he could get hurt. And they can just go straight to the league, and because I promise, you, I, one of the one of the uh, arguments I've heard for college is that well, these kids get a chance to to work on their game for a year to get ready. That's assume you're trying to that. That's what the assumption that NBA coaches aren't as good at developing talent as college coaches are. 
So and I don't I don't agree with that for a second. There's been dialogue since Thursday when these allegations started or report the Yahoo report came out was that uh, Mr. Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, has outlined a program where he wants to take the best prospects in the country and the world at high school levels and create academies, NBA academies for these young kids where they get educated, they get um, schooling through the NBA and what is now the G League and ha- and completely bypass the NCAA and you know, because one of the problems that the NBA has is it's not University of Utah Kyle Kuzma, it's Lakers Kyle Kuzma, it's Dallas Mavericks Dennis Smith Jr. And so the NBA is catching negative publicity through that has nothing to do with them. Yeah. You know, and so Adam Silver is saying, let's take all these super prospects and have them in the G League, educate them. And then the Pac-12 and the ACC and the Big 12 can have their college games minus these 25 to 30 players a year. See, I like that. You go and it takes And it brings a competitive balance almost instantaneously from Duke and Michigan State to Utah to uh, Berkeley, you know. It, or you just join LeVar Ball's league because he's doing the same thing minus the education. And there will be other ones <laughs> that pop up too. I mean, in my opinion, honestly, I'm – oh, my gosh, it's – I want to go back to where freshmen couldn't play in college. Go back to where you have to play two, three years. Because I'm look, I was watching Texas Tech and Kansas play yesterday, and there's a kid. I just pulled him up, Keenan Evans. Here's another part: the kids these days are so privileged and entitled. They think they're supposed to play as freshmen. Well, this kid comes in 2014-15, averaging 5.7. Next year, 8.6. 15.3 this year he's 17 points a game so he's more ready than a kid coming straight from high school or one year in college going to the league it's like Devonte graham on kansas too it's right the same thing right exactly so it's i don't uh I, i'm so torn like you See, said there's there's exceptions to every rule right but some of these kids need to realize they need to get these people out of their ears and I look at like three of I'm trying to think. So I'm, I go to you're gonna always have your 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 failures, but you go to like I mean LeBron. That would have just been a wasted year in college. You Kevin know? Durant said it was for him. Agreed. Um, a player that really sticks out in my mind, um, and I, I you never know how it would have changed. I honestly think he was physio- physiologically broken, but I would have loved to see what Odin, Greg Odin, would have been able to do had he just because he was a man child in high school. Mm-hmm. Had he just been able to go straight to the league and not play a year at Ohio State, um, I mean, his knees probably would have exploded the same way they did. But I, I think it's it was just, his feet. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Another like, guy that killed he still would have broken. He still would have. He probably would have broken down still. But like, it would have been interesting to see. Um, but like, I mean, even you go to Kobe, you go to Garnett. I think these are like these are phenoms, you know, and, and kids that will. It's 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 kind of there's some of them are hard to miss. Kobe was a, an exception because. He was uh he was so wiry and he didn't get taken at the top of the draft. But I just think that I like if you go to college, that's why I think you have to stay. Like there's no point in, in in a one and done. And I think it just kills all of college basketball when you have a one and done because you just you're 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 stunting development. Look at all the one and dones that are hurt. That right are, now. Not only, yeah, yeah. that are hurt. Plus. 
that that don't just don't do anything when they get to the league. Yeah. They get drafted in in like the twenties or in the second round, and they just flame out. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get you know you get to that junior year. You said he was averaging what fifteen? Yep. By his junior year. Junior year fifteen. Like at that point, that's when you're draft eligible, and that's the risk you run in terms of going into high school. You know, if you can apply early, go to high school or from high school, then you get drafted. If you don't get drafted, then then go try Europe or something else. But the thing I worry about with the whole like the whole having a a separate thing in terms like of like a G League versus yeah, NCAA. like the G League or like having these academies is that even still the majority of these players aren't going to make it in the league. Right. And then what? Like, so there's only so many spots. Yeah, and then like I, they're getting they're getting getting education, but that education to get there doesn't look anything to look doesn't look good to an employer, you know, in the future, or I don't know. I that's and then then they've made seventy five thousand dollars as a sixteen year old kid, true, yeah. and then they enter the workforce at nineteen and they're being paid twenty six thousand right. dollars. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a break here. When we come back, I want to talk to you about some NBA playoffs. Beautiful. But we're actually about to debut one of your songs. Great. Tell us about it real quick. Time yeah, Zone. Yeah, Time Zone. Um, I remember I was, I, was, I was at work, actually, and I was, I was thinking to myself, I, I want to make something very, like, doesn't sound like it comes from Utah at all, so I wanted to call it Time Zone. But it's just about, like, me feeling like I'm, I know I live here, um, and I know I'm I'm from here, but it doesn't feel like anything that somebody from here would do. So it's not my time zone. Yeah, and it goes it goes hard. I like that. That's a good break. It's Wakanda's yeah. time zone. <laughs> yeah. Black quit all of that talking, you on my time. It's your quiet time. It's your better when you silent. Put your mouth on die time. It's that I am in the building. I play the villain. I put that pinky to my mouth to say I need a million, a billion. I go to work it and she put a smirky on her mouth. Oh, have mercy. You the baddest when you skirty at your house. There I go. There I fucking go. Yeah, I fucking know. I be losing my train of thought because you such a fucking show. No, I never think twice. I be chilly sitting around ice if you got the pie and it's ice. If you need exact, I'm precise and she got the heels with the heist and she busting all out them tights. No, this is the first of them sights, but it's the shit that I like to say. I can't lie to you. Well trained, you a dog though. Blessings and I put that shit on God though. I just need the benefit. All them looks, I see the way you sending it. But yeah, I got the bark now that you mentioned it. Nah, this ain't my time zone. I look around, I'm thinking, damn, I'm up in my zone. <laughs> yeah, it's silly, really, but this here it ain't my time zone. Man, still I like the view, that's why I turn it into my home Yeah, yeah, I'm up in my zone Yeah, yeah, I'm up in Wait, okay, A, B, C, D, E, F, Z, I skipped a couple I buck a duffels on the double do with a chuckle I'm rough and tumble, always trouble, but I never struggle Spacey, so I shuttle up Down by four, we on the six, so now it's time to huddle up Don't bubble up, look hike, hike, hit Torn France bike shit On that late night tip, go on with ten strike this That's a little bonus, she ain't Kelly rolling But it's destiny, the game is in my hands And if it's locked, I open sesame Yo, God, yeah, no CD Polygraph, believe me, I just want it all I ain't afraid to call myself to Really pick your telly, hit my celly, bitch, your jelly, beat your shelly too. Soften up the landing, gon' be happy that we belly through. That's facts on it, I be counting tax on it. Jazz it up like sacks on it, GPS, no maps on it. I just look up to the sky and like I'm Salt Lake City, trippy living out. I do this if you with me, lessons that I'm giving out. This ain't my time, song. 
get on the remix. I don't, I don't rap. Y'all sounded nice. That was, <laughs> y'all, I'm feeling that. That was dope. Thank you, thank you. Look, sorry, mom. Sorry, Aunt Karen. If you guys are listening, yes, couple I, curse words. I would like but. to do the same. Apologize to to Aunt Karen and your mother. I apologize. I apologize to my mother too and my grandparents who will listen. I'm sure. That's like when your parents told you, or I don't know if your parents told you, it's okay to curse sometimes as long as it's in context of the. Come on, we're all adults. <laughs> no, it's part so, of the human language. No. Yeah, so I love- <laughs> we're not going to go there. But, uh, yes, so we are back. I want to talk about NBA playoffs with you. Yeah. Um, Adam Silver, he made a proposal. He yeah. wants to uh, take away, you know, the Eastern Western Conference in the playoffs, do top 16 teams. What do you think about that? You know, I actually, I, I really enjoy, I really like that idea. I, I do. Um the interesting thing is, you know, you're gonna have a, you could have a very, like this year, you could have a a Houston Rockets Golden State championship. You can, which I think, will be so much more entertaining personally than a Golden State Cleveland championship or a Houston Cleveland championship or a Houston Toronto. Yeah, but like. Minnesota Boston, like even yeah, I hear you. Milwaukee, that's Philadelphia, a, for real. Like I, I think, I think though, like that, that's exciting to me to to see a. Um, so I'm the biggest Sixers fan in the world. Trust the process. And I'm so excited about where we are this year. And I think it would be, I hate uh, that. Team Tank. I hate that right now, you know, we win, we go up one more seed and, and we're, I believe we're slated to play Cleveland in the, in the, in the playoffs. No, Boston. It would be Boston right now? Yep. So we're, we're, like, we're right next to Cleveland one, in terms eight, of like. Two, seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're in seventh, be, right? Yep. Yeah, so it'd be Boston. But if we go into six, I'm saying like if we go yeah. up to six, we can play Cleveland right now. So yeah, so I, that's that's concerning to me as a fan. However, I uh, I would love to I would love to see this whole just eliminate eliminate conferences once it gets to um, the playoff time. I still think you take the top eight of every conference. Right. Like I still think that mm-hmm. makes sense. But then you seed it from there um, because you're gonna get eliminate like a team like Houston. I feel like this year or Golden State. One of them, like both of them, I, I can't see how they're not the two best teams. So out of those the sixteen, league. the top four records are the one seeds. What bracket. about the sub conferences though? Like, shouldn't the winner from the Minnesota Utah shouldn't they get a slotted four seed or something like that? Or what? Yeah, Utah's in tenth place. <laughs> I'm talking about their their sub conference as like a their, whole. Their division, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Phoenix, and you know, there's four or five teams. So if you you mean if you lead your division if yeah. you want yeah, yeah yeah just like the NFL right gets in or whatever you know but I think it makes I'm sorry not because traveling it's going to screw traveling though it's going to put a lot they of miles on these guys they get paid enough money for that uh, but the good another good thing it rids is the same teams playing each other in the first two rounds yeah. of playoffs every single year for real that gets it's so boring, boring. yeah and what about seven games. Do you want to see seven games still? Yeah, I do. Especially I do if it goes to the 16-team breakup. I'd rather see seven games if it goes like that. I'm tired of seeing seven games as it is right now. It's boring. So you like a two-month playoff then? Two-and-a-half-month playoff like the NBA does? Because it does get exceedingly long. It's way yeah. too long. It does April get long. to June. You know what's interesting? <laughs> yeah, April to June. <laughs> <laughs> They're also talking about uh, the whole playing game situation. So like, What? Did you see that? The playing game. So that. like, um, like the last... I believe it was like the last two seeds or like whoever's competing basically for the number eight spot. So eight and nine would have like a play-in game. Oh, okay. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. To get that last spot. So, yeah, I didn't so hear that. That's, the that'd sub, be dope. The division yeah, I, and I think that's a fantastic idea. It, it, they did it in baseball, which I'm not a baseball fan, but they did it in baseball to get that wild card spot. Mm-hmm. And it makes 
I mean, it, it creates a, a, a miniature NCAA tournament atmosphere for one game. And it's yeah. the same you know? as the NFL. It's one and that, right. that's, that's what I like. Yeah. I want to see you put it all out there for one game. Yeah. That's it's time it. To, it's time to change it up, I think, and get fans more excited and involved. And yeah. I think that would definitely. Well, did you? But the product is doing so good nationally, internationally. I mean, it's the NBA and then everything else in, in yeah. sport entertainment. Do you worry about tinkering with how well it is, or I mean, it's you take that dare and make it better? I think you make it better. Make it better. I think it has still has. Room. Hard to do from still a numbers perspective, but you're already seeing minor changes. What happened with the All Star Game? That was great, right? I like. Did that. you guys all like that? I haven't watched All Star Game in years, and, and I, you watched, and it, this I watched year? it this year. Yeah, and I, I personally loved it. I stopped watching um, a lot of it when they were doing fashion shows and right. all now, that. I was like, hold up. When I turned it on <laughs> after. Fergie did her thing. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> wait, wait, then, wait a minute. Was it again? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was my only Fergie. And then it took, what, 40 minutes for that whole Kevin Hart, Rob Riggle? The intro. Was I was brutal. like, oh, my God. I had yeah. to, I t- that's when I turned it. Yeah, I did, too. I yeah. came back. I was like, all right, they should be done with that BS by now. Yeah, I <laughs> like, turned it off, too, when they were talking about the talents. Like, yeah, uh, when yeah. they had Charles Barkley and oh, yeah. all them up there and they and Snoop Dogg and Shaq, and they were, like, eating people's food, like, mm-hmm. players. Like, it was their talent to cook. Like, basketball fans like, don't want to see all that. Yeah, like, no, I just want to I want to see some games. They should have another channel for that, like they do on the NFL sometimes, yeah. where they have a separate channel you can go to and watch the Put it on the stuff. Life Network. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oxygen. Put that somewhere else for... The people that like the entertainment portion of it, mm-hmm. like basketball fans, like all right, let's get to this game. I'm right. I'm ready to see somebody get dunked on. Or... You're saying you're saying like it's the most popular sport worldwide right now, and I mean, I mean, soccer's you know, uh, ex- excluding excluding football. soccer, yeah. 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 yeah, football, yeah. I um, but I think that the the only way it's going to stay there is by changes being made. You look at even the introduction of the lottery, um, in the NBA draft, like that was incredibly important in terms of parity you know and getting teams to 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 be able to compete with each other years down the line and then now we're in a situation where they're looking at tanking and how to you know trust the process how to trust the process exactly how to hurt trust in the process (laughs) (laughs) i still i still feel r.i.p sam hinky i think he was a a, a genius yeah Um, i've read an article on that actually that you know yeah it's incredible what he did is yeah there's a i can go on for years for that but I think that you have to make these kind of changes, and they're small changes. I think the All-Star game was one of the cooler ones we've seen in a minute. The NHL did the same thing last year uh, with their All-Star game, and, they, and it's only three-on-three three now. And it's just it's more exciting. All-Star game hockey's three on three? hockey's three-on-three three now, yeah. Wow. Four teams are three-on-three. Three. And it's just cool to watch. It's, 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 it's really unique. Hint, hint, three-on-three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Hooping in the hive. Hooping in the hive. <laughs> and I think, I think that when you go, like, if they were to go to a, an Eastern, who would – Let's say, um, like, imagine, I think it would, imagine, and this is so not the case, but a Utah Jazz versus New York Knicks playoff series. Mm. Like, that'd just be, that'd be fun. Dope. That there would only be, be Only people in Utah and New York will watch that. <laughs> right. Like, Utah would be But just blow the concept up. of well, it. Porzingis yeah. is a major superstar. Yeah. Like, he's Other than machined. he probably won't be the same, but after. It, it would just bring Utah's audience to an entirely different, you know, Coast. I mean, I'd rather see Utah, New York than it, and it's again. This is, than Utah. I'm living Memphis, in an alternate. Yeah. I'm an alternate universe here, but then like a Utah Phoenix mm. matchup. Yeah. That's it's nothing terrible. It's Phoenix. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Booker's good though, man. Yeah, yeah, I'd look, I, what are, uh, we'll talk about that later. But I was gonna say, what's the chance of Booker coming here? But 
I would I would pay I would get season tickets if he came. Him and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that'd be wild. And Rudy. Wow. Rudy. So, on a more serious note, athletes and social justice issues, or just athletes and speaking up um, in response to things that are going on. LeBron James um, responding, you know, making his comments to President Donald Trump and then being told by a Fox News pundit that he should just shut up and dribble. He's a bum. Yeah. What are, you, <laughs> what are your thoughts when it comes to athletes standing up, you know, for social justice issues and just commenting on everyday news? Yeah. I mean, if um, if the person who's who has a title of running the country can can – Grab no. him by the yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was supposed right. to bleep that. I'm sorry, Mom. Bleep I it, yes. Bleep it. That me way Bleep that. I'm going to highlight that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Bells no, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say was, though, like, what if they can, if they can. Ridicule you know, people openly. For real. If they can lay on their bed at 9 a.m. when they have meetings. Uh, but when they can no, lay, let's go 3 a.m. Yeah, for real. No, if they, if they can tweet. That, you know, NFL players should kneel when they're not in the sports world. They were denied access to the sports world, actually, um, when they tried to become an owner. Mm-hmm. The SFL. Right, right. And then then they have every, which, which the president has every right to say whatever he wants to say there. The players have every right to say what they want to say when it comes to politics, especially when these politics are directly affecting the communities they grew up in. They're citizens, too. They're citizens, too. The worlds they live in now and the worlds they see around them. I mean, you, you look at Cleveland and LeBron, for example. The amount of of, of charity he is and, and millions of dollars giving back to that community is insane. And I can promise he's done more to change what's going on there than politicians have mm-hmm. in the past, you know, since he's been in the league. So to say that he doesn't have as voice. much of a voice yeah. as somebody else is because he dribbles a basketball or has then, a high school education. Yeah. Right. Is it is insane. Then, then and you have more of a voice because you read a teleprompter. Ooh, it's shots. Like, it's That's why you don't we, want to be an anchor. We, yeah. don't know, <laughs> we don't know if the POTUS ever graduated. I've heard of his, uh, instructor or professor you had in college said he's one of the dumbest mofos he's ever <laughs> ran into in his life so if anyone for people to say oh lebron only went to high school and i mean there's tons of people going back to however long only who've had third and fourth and ninth grade educations that still have made big changes for real in the country to, yeah. so i mean i posted on my personal facebook not my hooping and high uh, <laughs> but to me, that her comments reminded me of back in the day when they would be like, you know, shut up, N-word, yeah. just sing. Bingo. Shut up, N-word, just cook. Yeah. Shut up, N-word, clean my house. So it's same thing, shut up and dribble the basketball. That's the same thing to me. To her defense, I have it right here. She says, and I'm not defending her at all because I can't stand whole, her. She says she thing. has a book. Yeah, uh, what is it? Shut up and something. And she said she's just been... Yeah, the New York Times bestseller in 20, uh, 2003, Shut Up and Sing. So she that's when she criticized celebrities um, that were trashing then-President George W. Bush. So she says it's just a twist on that. Shut up and sing, shut up and dribble, blah, blah, blah. Did you know That's this? her catchphrase? Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the transcript up right now. Um, did you notice, though, it was the shut up and dribble... Was, was, it had a different tone to it. Yeah, it did. And also earlier in the clip, when she says, "When she says, um, must they?" 
Yeah. He said, must they. Must they run their mouths must like that. Must they run their mouths like that. There's no, I mean. That's that, some uh, Mississippi type. For real. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, that they is so much more than, than those, those, those two they people. And that those. They and those. That's kind of the same, in the you same, uh, what, is those pronouns? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. They and those, like those people. Yep, and it's it's it, it's it's staggering to me that, um, like I said, this person gets paid to read a prompter, and yet she has this, yeah, <laughs> a prompter that is that is so heavily biased in one direction. Yeah, um, that. She, but her she name's out even... there. Her credibility's out there. Like, it's it's an easy target for her to go after the biggest. Yeah, celebrity athlete in the world. But you know? she did it like LeBron James said. Thank you for doing it during All Star Weekend because now I get to sit here during Black with, History uh, yeah, Month. With, yeah. Yep, and all eyes on me talking about this, and I get to say what I want to say yep. and address you. You know, more of an audience than you're getting. For real, and she picked the wrong person at the end of the day. I mean, that man has been the like, arguably the most scandal free. So, no, no, super. No, no. He got, he got Breaking caught. news. When did he have a scandal? In the Olympics. Trying to get a couple people. Go ahead and talk. Trying to get a couple people to get, what? Get at a couple people when he was married. Left wifey at home. Uh, that you know what? I'm, I'm just saying that's hey. fake news. <laughs> well, hey. that, yeah, that's fake news. I'm not even a LeBron fan, and I'm like fake news. No, like other U.S. Olympians, female type, one each. Um, you know how it is when you're away from work. So I heard. Well, allegedly. maybe they were having a problem in their relationship. Maybe they weren't together. Who knows? Well, he I'm just saying. Even, he might have had a whole no, pass. No, no, and that's even cool. Like, even that. He's not Dwayne Wade had a baby on side? Yep. Yeah, he did. Even that, like, like I feel like I'm pretty informed in the sports world, and I didn't hear about that, which I'm, I'm not saying I doubt it because <laughs> it's the sports world. Um, but, like, this man, it's just it's the wrong target. You you can, especially in, 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 the, the, in that lane where it's so heavily um, personal, like the attacks are personalized so much, you know. Like yeah. she's talking about this is high he, school diploma and all this. Is he Jordan two point I think he's LeBron, like fame wise, celebrity oh, wise. Yeah, but when she also said, so. she said you're great players, but no one voted for you. I take, I think people did vote for them because to me they're role models for, you know. Up and coming, the children coming up. A lot of children do look up to them. No matter that, what yeah, color, what yeah, no matter, they come yeah, from. that don't even maybe look up to the president. So yeah, people did, in a sense, vote for them. I was pretty active in terms of watching the uh, the election too, in terms like the 2016 election, and yeah. I could have sworn I could have missed it, but I could have sworn that um, I didn't see her name on on there <laughs> anywhere. I didn't see any votes for her. So like. <laughs> Well, we're, like, she's she's using so many arguments that could just be thrown right back at her. Well, it, yeah. it's wild. Bringing it back to the the sport fold of this, I mean, even taking it back to Jim Brown or Kareem yeah. or um, what other Pioneers. Muhammad Ali, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I can't remember a gentleman's name in the Olympics with the glove, with the fist, with the fist. Um, I mean, this oh, is nothing God. new for. Prominent athletes to black athletes, back, prominent black athletes to stand up or speak on what they believe or feel strongly about. So, like I said, with other things, like even with coaches, it's not or players getting paid. Nothing new. This is nothing new. Just someone trying to make a. I think, like I said, they're distractions. Trying people trying to make distractions from things that are really yeah. from the real issues because that's not. 
an issue for there's thousands, millions of people to call Donald Trump a bum. Why are you picking on LeBron right. for saying that? You know what I mean? And he from every race, the people have said the same thing. So and presidents before him and before Obama and before Bush and before Bush and Reagan and Clinton. I don't know why people are making such a it's big It's so thing. wild to me how many athletes that particular program actually has had on their shows talking politics and for you to single an athlete out and tell him that he can't talk about politics because he's an athlete yeah there's only one thing different than all of the athletes they've had on before and it probably got picked up because lebron james said something about it and i think there's a bigger focus on lebron james twitter page than fox news or whatever media outlet, it's when LeBron James speaks on something, instantaneously you're going to have 60,000, 70,000 retweets and 200,000 um, likes. So yeah. it becomes news. And, you know, like LeBron James has a much bigger political figure than this woman or any media member in the country would be my idea, you know. So I think it has. I think it gets picked up because LeBron James decided to pick it up. LeBron James. Because, <laughs> you know, if, if she said what she said to LeBron James or Steph Curry and they ignored it, it no one would be talking about it. You know? I don't know. I think they would. You think, I saw it before LeBron said it. You think anything. it was socially I it saw was it driven. the next morning. And I saw it because yep. I followed Jamel Hill. Um, yeah, she instantly. Instantly. I mean, it was it was like, boom, right there. And, and and like, the only difference between the athletes they have on before and him is 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 he's darker than them. Like, that's the only thing different, and and I think her comments were so heavily, you know, angled toward the racial narrative, which is completely her doing. That Jamel does that. Oh, you mean the other? Oh, I mean, no, I mean, no. other I mean yeah, yeah other. no, I mean the Fox News anchor. Shall we name? Exactly. I don't want to say her name. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that they were so heavily angled toward the racial world that like it had to be. T- I don't know. I, I think I do think it would have it would have, it would have popped up. I, I saw it because, like I said, I followed Jamel Hill, but I, I I think others saw it too. Yeah. Do you like Jamel Hill's move uh, to undefeated? I know there's some backstory there that all of us don't know. Right. But do you think that's a good move for her? Oh, we know what it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was a bad show. The six was a bad show. It was tough to watch. Well, not even that. Just going from I would have fired her. This huge. Oh, well, that's not why no, she got this huge. Going from a big, you're the and you're the co-anchor of this huge show, and you have this big platform, and now you're going to the undefeated, well, it's which is still of under ESPN. Whole, yes, her whole thing yeah. with the president. Yeah, but do you think that is actually a better move for her? Everyone's going over there. I think it's a risky move in in one sense, and I think it's an incredibly smart move in another. I think it's risky because it takes a lot of bravery to. For years, she's been talked about that all you talk about is race. All you talk about is race. All you talk about is race. Blah, blah, blah. And in this move, she's now doing exactly what people are saying, going to a site that really focuses directly on mm-hmm. on race. Um, in the other sense, though, she has a chance to really affect things and, and, and make a voice. Like, she, she was on The View the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she you wouldn't have been I mean? on The View she if never, she was just on The Six. For real. You know? like, like she's, she's actually becoming a, a, a public figure because of – Doing the exact same thing everybody else has a right to do, speak their mind. She'll be better at that job than the job she had as an anchor for SportsCenter. And not only that. She has, her, she has knowledge, though. Yeah, I think she she'll be. A, I think she'll be yeah, but it's a tough job being an anchor for SportsCenter. She's not, she wasn't a Dan Patrick. She wasn't a Keith Olbermann. And that's what 
America wants from that position is funny jokes, quick puns, and highlights. Yeah, but they obviously still had views if you're moving from the morning to moving to prime time, the six. So or obviously was it that show did not do well. Yeah, were they, they just trying to... still watching. I think they should have left them where they were. Like, I liked their I liked 430. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's sometimes you force something that's not there. And I liked them right oh, where they were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the his, I, the I his loved his and hers. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. But, uh... Okay, so you wanted to talk jazz, right? Man, look. I live in Utah, yes. I'm a Grizzlies <laughs> fan, and we are in 12. Yeah. 12. No, we're... 12 of 15. 12 of 15, mm. which isn't bad. Last place. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not first. It ain't first, and it ain't last. It's first, it ain't last. I mean, we always know this time of year is when it's going to start getting crazy. What do we say? Three games between 4th and 10th? Let's see, Portland's 12. San Antonio's 11 games from first. The Jazz at 10th are 15 games. So, four games? That's not a lot. I don't know. It's They didn't make any big moves. They didn't. They, they, Rubio. The big move was keeping favors, right? Yeah, the big dumb move. And they got Jay Crowder. <laughs> Jay Crowder to, you know, to have a type of goon. And what did he do in the playoffs last year? Other than lose. He, he dealt with LeBron James. No. Were they on the, no, he was with the Celtics, huh? In the playoffs last yeah, year? Yeah, he, he guarded LeBron James last year. And they went to the finals? Yeah, but, yeah. you know, he got playoff experience against... He's That's he, so overrated to me. What, playoff experience? Yes. Why? Because basketball is basketball. If To me, this is just me. Timeouts are longer, but there's a whole broadcast angle to it. There's right? more demand from the broadcasters. There's That was my biggest adjustment from going to AAU to college also. It's TV media timeouts and yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. Um, but I mean, me personally, as a player, and like, it, I guess it depends on the player and your heart and your mental. Like, you, basketball should be basketball, whether it's the first game of the season or the last game of the season. You should be playing the same way. St- strategy changes, yeah. But as far as your ability, um, your mentality, your your health and well-being, all that stuff should stay the same. I don't know why people make such a big, oh, he's played in, all right, if you're Michael Jordan and you've played in six finals and you're going against a rookie, maybe a rookie should be scared, you know, or nervous or whatever. So you don't think it's critical for Devin or for Mitchell to go to the playoffs this year? No, I don't think, if they went to the playoffs, I don't think he would be affected by it at all. I agree, and especially if it's going to be a, a beat down real right. fast, which I mean, I'm not saying it will or not, but he's the type of player that he's going to play. He's, the same. he's going to ball, I think, yeah. either way. Yeah. Because the, uh, the counter argument to the whole you know playoff um, experience thing is, you look at it's a different sport, sure, but you look at the Super Bowl this year, and you have Tom Brady, who's been you know 322 Super Bowls, and <laughs> and Nick Foles, you know, who who just gets just thrown scrub, into yeah. one, yeah, and he just he went out he went out of his mind without without that whole. You know the whole experience of being there. Before. He's asking yeah. about plays. Some people, it's just right. another game for it's them. Just another right. game, yeah. It's so, the, think, all the mentality. I think it translates to basketball, especially in a sense that like you get a number of games in basketball. You know, to kind of mm-hmm. acclimate yourself. So it's if it's a seven game series, you get at least four. Yep. Like figure it out after one or two. I mean, if, if you ain't figured different. it out after all them games, you just for don't real. get it. That's what I trained. <laughs> I trained a kid from Jordan, and they play in the first round against East tomorrow at UVU. And we were training this morning, going through stuff. And the way I coach or teach is like, there's nothing different. Like, 
Everything he worked on is the same. Keep trying to dunk on every single person who yep. comes in the lane. Play defense. Keep your team engaged and involved. Like, it's nothing different except you're still trying to – you're trying to win a championship. That's all you're trying to do. Yeah. Your game doesn't change. And if you get lost in the hype, that's where you lose it, you right. know, and it's just you're done. You can't get lost in that. And Don't get lost in the sauce. Yeah, just keep having fun. That's all you got to do. That goes – I think that goes with any sport. I'm a – I think there is a difference that, you know, the arena sellout, the the number of viewers from people sitting on their couches is more the the yeah, number of articles there. that have come out by the Boston Globe and the L.A. Times are more than what happened in, you know, in February. But it, if you are able to just tune that out and just play your game, I think that's the whole argument here. Like, just tune it out and play your game. It It, it is different, obviously. It's the playoffs versus regular season. But as a player, if you are able to just look at it and focus on you and your game and your team and don't get lost in all the media hoopla mm-hmm. and all the extra people that are coming in, you're going to be fine. I just think the matriculation as a champion, as a grand yeah. champion, there's baby steps to get up to that podium. Yeah, there is. And I, I think that for a Dennis Smith Jr., it's not good for his career not to be on a playoff team today. As where for... Donovan Mitchell, it's better for him to be on a contend, a possible contending eight seed or seven seed, and I think that you'll see the discrepancies between Dennis Smith Jr. and Donovan Mitchell. Um, well, we've already seen that. Yeah, yeah but I think there's going to be an uh, an ascendance that's different because of the competitiveness of the two squads. You know what you I know? think? You actually kind of brought up something. You, I think it's more important for Donovan Mitchell to be in a playoff race yeah. than to make the playoffs. Fair I mean, enough. I think the playoff I, I'll, I'll race yeah. actually is like. Okay. A, Going now we down, gotta, yeah, yeah, we got to lock down yeah. this last month of the, of the of the season and really do some things. Versus, you know, do you like, think that's the same thing? Then, if you're, do you get the same experience if you are in that I playoff race? Then I, versus if you get that eighth seed and just get wiped out. I think you. I think you, I mean, I think, I think you're going to be getting just as much. I think you're going to be getting more experience for the whole race. Once the eighth seed comes, I, I, I'm I'm of the opinion that I just don't think it's really. It's another game type of thing, but that race itself. The only difference, the only difference I can see in the playoffs, say the Jazz make it and they have Houston in the first round. Chris Paul's been rested. James Harden goes 100 the entire game. Chris Paul turns it up a notch in the playoffs. That's a good point. Donovan Mitchell's not guarding Chris Paul. Donovan Mitchell's not guarding James Harden with ease. Yeah. Well, so, maybe Chris Paul's tired. He's doing too many State Farm commercials. No. They got P.J. <laughs> Tucker. They're good. He, he stepped, like, if there's anybody that steps up in the playoffs, yeah. it's Chris Paul. Okay. So, as we wrap up here, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, who's your rookie of the year? He's a or Philly someone fan. else. He's a Philly yeah, fan. He's or, objective some, too. or someone else. Yeah, be objective. I am. I'm, I'm a very objective person. No, he's uh, not. No, I really am. And I don't even know him that well. <laughs> he's a Philly fan. No, I am. I'm the definition of Okay, so throwing Markel Fultz too. No, he has every copy of Rocky at his house right now. <laughs> I, think, I think it's very impressive what both players have done. I think the fact that both players or both teams are even in the hunt, you know, because no team has locked it in, um, is actually a result of of their play specifically. I will and say great this. coaching. Both teams have phenomenal Phenomenal coaches, coaches yeah, for sure. Brown I think is Donovan I think Donovan Mitchell, if you're looking at at his game, I think that man is the definition of a gamer. And I think what he's done as a rookie, he's I mean he's at what, nineteen point seven points a game or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's 
he's a pure scorer. He's the closest thing I've seen to D Wade since D Wade entered the league, and I and, I, and it's impressive to me. I just, crash. Was that the crash days? It, you know, and was it uh, crash or flash. Flash. flash, flash, yeah. Well, you can flash and crash hey, for yeah. real though. You used to go down. Every <laughs> that was day. minor. There's Harold Minor. Yeah, crash. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think I think when you're looking at a total, what it actually does for a, a, a full team, I think Ben Simmons changes the game. We already knew and he was much more to better player. You should have. Yeah, he, he went just all cut the way his mic off. World. I know, right? He I already knew we were coming right back well, here. He's six nine. He's a better passer. He's got better core vision. He look at it's his defense. He changes. Game plans defensively, yeah. and he's. I think he's top top ten in the league in steals. Maybe even who uh, has the most highlights? Higher. Who has a better team? See, that's the thing. I just. I hate Jazz it. have a better team. And no, who's made no. their? Who has made I, their team better? I think it, it's who has made their team better. Not who. I has think the Donovan team. has made. I his think team Donovan's better. made his team better. I do. Um, it's ease. It's taking. It's ease taking pressure off of those other guys that they thought they would get pressure by by Hayward Lee. But here's the thing. You look at the Jazz were. Pretty much in the same position last year that they're in now. Yeah. Right? The only difference with the Sixers roster this year, there's two differences. There's J.J. Redick, who hasn't played the whole year, and there's Ben Simmons. What about T.J. McConnell? T.J. McConnell was on the team last year, though. Markel he, he was killing it. Fultz is about to be out of there. Locker room leader. And, and Fultz yeah. played four games. So, like, Mr. 10 grand. The, the, <laughs> the Sixers were what? The the second to last worst or third to last worst team last year. And without Simmons, all they did was add him and their playoff team now. I think I think that's the rookie of the year. I think we're about done. And uh, so, where can people find you on social media? Um, And so, SoundCloud. If you want to listen to music, it's uh, Zachary Jordan Music. Honestly, if you just Google Zachary Jordan Music, you'll find me on everything. Um, And then Twitter is Zach underscore Arthur SLC. All right. Uh, you can find me Instagram Brittany Renee TV B R I T T A N Y R E N E E T V Cedric. Across the board, Hooping in the Hive, H-O-O-P, the letter N, I-N, the Hive, across social media, and said will at hoopinginthehive.com. Sasha? We good. <laughs> we out. Thanks, Zach. It's good to see you, man. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zachary, Jordan, Gucci, the song right now. Gucci, the, hey, Gucci, the man with the sauce, like. Hey, like, Gucci the man with the sauce. <laughs> hey, hold this real quick. Like, Gucci, I am with the sauce. Gucci the man with the juice. Yeah, yeah, Gucci, you pop up the tag and you running from head of the shoes. Yeah, yeah, look at me looking at you. There you go looking away. You ain't know where I saw you to prepare when I texted you that we be looking today. This shit hand the game to me. So much I need to do to get where I'm going. My Gucci ideas on another planet. That's why I gotta prove it with what I'm showing. Can't change what I'm feeling, but I know I'm dipping it all in the gold. Yeah, yeah, look. I'm stepping outside and I glow with the sun, so I feel like a show. Yeah. Gucci the beanie, I look at the TV and who do I see? Me? Ooh. I am a genie. I grant you like three weeks, take off in the new. Cool, true. Gucci the hands down, looking like I am the man. Wow, this shit was all in the plan now. I wrote it back using the crayons. Gucci the. Gucci the, Gucci the love in the heart, yeah. Gucci the, Gucci the anyone who wasn't here from the start, yeah. Gucci the, Gucci the, Gucci the team, whoa, I Gucci the.
Gucci the live in the drink, say fly. Gucci Versace on Prada, it's chilly, but I'm feeling hotter, like yeah, yeah. Please remember what I taught you. Got summer right now, you need lighter, like yeah, yeah. Speaking a lot, I hit the lotto all the time that you saw though, yeah, yeah. Put down a day in the month, you heard Zachary Jordan's a model, like yeah, yeah. Wait, I am him, me is he, we like the same one. But you not the same, son. I was red where I came from, that's why I Gucci the city, the town with the snow. I am not the one who make it blow up on game, I'm the same, I don't change, but you know in the name of the one who about to make it go up, like yeah, yeah. Gucci the beanie, I look at the TV and hold on, I see me, oh, I am a genie, I grant you like that, we take off in the note, cool, true, Gucci the hands down, looking like I am the man, oh, ah, this shit was all in the plan now, roll the bed using the grand child, Gucci the, Gucci the, Gucci the love in the heart, yeah, Gucci the. Gucci to anyone who wasn't here from the start, yeah. Gucci to, Gucci to, Gucci to team, whoa, I Gucci to, Gucci to, living the dream, so fly. Gucci to beanie, I look at the TV and who do I see? Me, oh, I am a genie, I grant you like that we take off in the note. Cool, true, Gucci to, hands down, looking like I am the man, oh, ah, this shit was all in the plan now. I wrote it back using the grandchild, Gucci to, Gucci to.